sisters, join the resistance. Come on, let's start by talking tactics. Have a pass and match us. Here's how we practice. The last order conversation. David Jason. Hey, fatties, this is Pop Culture Continuum. Uh, I'm John Elliott. Hey, skinny people, this is Patrick Riccardi. And so I think we've covered the spectrum. Except for medium people, which are probably don't listen to our show. No. They, I, why would they? They're like the uh, middle class. They're they're vanishingly small in this country at this point. It's all uh, obese people and uh, and size negative twos. But you know who listens to the show? Mediums. What? Mediums. Psychics. They listen to the show. Oh, medi- yes. Me- the as a as a description of their job title mediums yes yes yes. of course because they know beforehand how good good it is if you say so so this uh this episode i think we're gonna get into it because uh we're both we're both feeling a little under the weather uh there there's a little peek behind the curtain fucking thrilling as always uh as our lives always are um and this episode we are doing patrick we are doing the Simpsons episode Camp Krusty versus oh I don't know the title but the first episode of Bob's Burger of the season. Yeah, so Bob's Burgers. Uh, we this is the fourth season of Bob's Burgers, and uh, so we are comparing it to the first episode, fourth season of the Simpsons, which is why we picked that one. And we're gonna and be surprisingly go, they kind of thematically were were similar. Yeah, in a weird I, way. which yeah we obviously didn't plan for that. Um, Although one of our medium fans did tell us that might be the case, um, yeah, they were thematically similar, and I think the uh, I don't know, Pat. What do you do? You watch The Simpsons anymore? I get I, once in a while. I do. It's not obviously it's not as good as it used to be, but they'll have some good jokes now and then. So yeah, I do, and I especially like to watch it when there's something special. Like this this weekend, they have the 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 opening is done by. A director yeah, whose name Guillermo I can't Toro. Yeah, so I'm gonna watch that. I haven't. I know it's on YouTube to watch, but I like to watch it live. So I like to watch. You know, they had one last year done by Blinky, or I don't know the guy's name, but Binky. But they got Banksy. Banksy. <laughs> oh, Wait, whatever. are you saying Binky? Blinky? Yeah, Blinky, the fish. He did it. Oh, that's, oh. that's how I understood it. But anyway, I like I like when I do that stuff, and so I'll watch it once in a while. So it's but it doesn't have the same. Uh, minute like every episode in these early seasons where every minute was filled with a joke and a hilarious joke it doesn't have that anymore but still has some good jokes in it and i think it i think after the movie came out the show itself kind of improved i don't know if you if you were totally not watching it by that point i was i had stopped watching if i had stopped watching it a little bit before the movie and then i picked up again after the movie and i and i found that it was better than when i had stopped so i think they they got a kind of a second breath and the movie, um, but was, I mean, the show. The movie was somewhat mediocre. I thought. I thought it was fun. It wasn't. It wasn't as good as the early seasons, but I thought it had a lot of great stuff going on in it. Yeah, it was all right. Uh, the, I think the problem is like all the, uh, all the young comedy writers. Like when when the Simpsons first started, that was it. That was like all the all the young hip comedy writers were going to the Simpsons, um, or get a life for the season and a half that it lasted. But so the Simpsons is where they went, and now there's there's a much wider field um, for for all these comedy writers to uh, 
to go to other shows um, that are. There was a there there was a point early on when The Simpsons got bad, like maybe the tenth or eleventh season. I don't remember the, which seasons where it got bad, but people would say you still watch it. The show sucks compared to what it used to be, and I'd say yeah, but it's still funnier than everything else. It's not as good as it used to be, but it's still funnier than everything else on TV. And you could say that honestly. But I, 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 you can't say that any, anymore. It's not. No. It's still, it's still funny, but it's not as good as it used to be. I watched it last week, and I think uh, last week's episode was the premiere. And one of the problems with the show now, last week's showed it was that they relied too heavily on guest stars. So Kristen Wiig was a guest star, and they also rely rely too heavily on outright entire episode satire. So last week was Homer was Homeland. Right. So. So it was it was funny and had good good stuff, but it was it's just it's it's not as good when they're just doing Mad Magazine episodes no, no. like that. Which they don't have. They didn't used to really do that. They used to have more stuff going on than that. Yeah, but that I mean that even that's been going on for a long fucking time now. They did the twenty four episode. I remember and how many years ago yeah, was that? Yeah. yeah. No, that's what I mean. That's that's indicative of how it's gone. The difference, bad, yeah. But still, even when and even with that twenty four episode, twenty four episode, there was funny stuff in it. So I, I still like it, but I don't like it as much as I used to, and I don't make an effort to watch every episode. So I can't say I've seen every episode in the past ten years. No. Like the first oh, ten well, years, I could say I've seen, I saw every episode multiple times. Yeah, same here. Uh, not even close. And and when if they even show it in uh, syndication anymore, it's kind of been edged out by by newer shows now. Um, but like they weren't. You couldn't even find the old episodes in syndication. After a while, it was all like season fifteen and up, which was weird. Well, um, they, they probably did like season. Uh, what's this? Twenty five. So they probably started with like season twenty one because that's when they went high def. So they don't want to put the the crappy standard definition on people with new TVs. Nobody's going to watch that. So that's probably why they they stopped showing the old stuff at that point. I guess it's not like it looks like shit on a high def TV. To, I mean, no, in, but in people complain about the. People complain about the, the the black bars. Like, what the hell am I watching? Well, that's when you pretend like you're inside a space suit. And uh, the black bars are, are the edge of your visor. That's what I do. People have no I, imagination. I, I, I also have no imagination. So when I want to pretend that I'm in a space suit, I go out and buy a space suit. That's, uh, that's not cost effective, dude. But... I understand. That's that's the price you pay for not having an imagination. Right, and since we're moderately famous and wealthy from this podcast, I can do stuff like that. Speaking of, it's almost Halloween, and you know what I've always wanted to get is a is a is a gorilla costume, and I don't think they sell them anymore. But at one point, I almost there was a there was a store in L.A. and they had everything that went on sale for half price. And I wanted to go do. I actually called them to see if they had gorilla costumes, and they did. But I could not justify, even though it was half price, spending two hundred dollars for a gorilla costume. Really, you couldn't justify that. That's pretty. I don't because you would have that gorilla costume for life. You'd you'd probably know about but I, that. I guess, but I really didn't have two hundred dollars to spend. But I really did. I was very tempted. I would. I always wanted a gorilla costume. Well, I imagine in L.A. you can find gorilla costumes uh, pretty much year round. So That's true. It, yeah, when you come back out and visit, um, we'll maybe we'll go visit David or something. Have him take us to the uh, gorilla costume stores. There used to be a holiday uh, started by the, the I forget his name Don Martin the the Mad Magazine dude Mad Magazine yeah that was Grill Suit Day and a couple a couple online like Mad people who work for Mad and people who are fans of Mad would have like on their blogs that this is that day and I I've not gotten to the bottom of why so they'd have like a bunch of pictures of people in gorilla suits and they they put like a 
they wouldn't put the whole strip, but they would put a picture up from the strip of that Don Martin where, because he had a lot of girls who stuff in his comics. But anyway, for some reason, his widow didn't like it, so they had to stop. I mean, they stopped out of respect. But I can't figure out why she didn't like it. Just kind of out of respect for how... his his widow with a stick up her butt. I guess so. What did what did his widow ever do for the youth of America? I ask you. I say you respect Don Martin's wishes and have gorilla suit day. But that's just me. Here, here. Yeah. In anyway, we. Uh, what the hell are we talking about? Oh, the Simpsons. Uh, well, I right. think I think there's a good uh, this is a good comparison because I think that Bob's Burgers to me has taken over the place the Simpsons held, where I think it's it's the good uh, animated show. On a lot of people used to think King of the Hill. I never really cared for King of the Hill that much. Did you? Oh, I yeah, I liked it. It had it was not it was not like the Simpsons. It was the King of the Hills problem for some people, but I still liked it. it. Was basically King King of the Hill was a sitcom. It was not like Simpsons is not is undefinable. You can't say Simpsons is not really a sitcom and Simpsons is not really cartoon. It's right. just everything at once. Yeah, it's but got it, elements King of the, the old Warner Brothers as well as sitcom elements as well as just uh, over the top craziness. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, they do all kinds of neat stuff and and. Some stuff you can't do if it's not animated, and some stuff it doesn't matter. But anyway, King of the Hills animators were specifically told that they were supposed to animate very realistically. We don't want anything to look like it's not a cartoon. So they are solely a, a, a sitcom. So it's all about the writing and the performances. And I thought the, I thought both of those were pretty good in, in a lot of episodes and uh, more about character. And there was a lot of good vo- vocal performances in that. Uh, what's his name? Stephen Root does a great job as one of the one of the main characters in that show and yeah i thought it was pretty good not great but pretty good yeah i and it never worked for me it was a little a little boring i found it um overall it just that that slow pace and and small town tone i guess just didn't appeal to me um but i think it's also a show that that builds so if you watched it from the beginning there's a lot of character jokes that just are going to go over your head if you haven't watched it from the beginning so i think it might have appear more slow i mean not that there would be any reason to watch it but that might be one of the reasons you didn't like it there's jokes going on and you didn't realize there were jokes perhaps although it didn't it didn't yeah it didn't seem like it was all that difficult to comprehend but uh no no or meta um we did uh we did sing a song uh with to the uh, or add some lyrics to the theme song which was uh I'm the fucking king of this house. That's me. I don't know why it was king of this house instead of king of the hill. That was my my friend Paul did that. So, um, much like I, who who was it? Who was that did that theme song? Wasn't someone famous that that did the actual theme song? I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, not your version. No, I yeah, I know who did our version. Us. Um, was it the Beatles? Oh, I thought it was the Beatles. That did the the original. Probably the Beatles. No, yours. Oh. I thought, I, Beatles did yours. Uh, yeah. The refreshments. I knew it was somebody with RE. I just couldn't remember. No, I thought they did the the Friends theme. No, that was the Rembrandts. Uh, RE, they do all the theme songs. RE, and they I also did, did Get a Life. Yeah. Did the theme song. Yeah. I'm sure somebody will use a replacement song at some point for. And, and probably REO Speedwagon. Maybe the Goldbergs is doing that one. That. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, I think Bob's Burgers is is the one to watch now on Sunday nights. We've talked before. Uh, I am not a Seth MacFarlane fan, so none of those. So, 
I don't. Uh, so I watch Bob's Burgers, and, and sometimes I watch The Simpsons. And I mean, even even with Bob's Burgers, I don't I don't watch as much as, as I probably would like to. I just forget about it. But so those are the two cartoons I watch that are on on that Sunday Night Animation Domination block. Are any of the other uh, shows not Seth MacFarlane, or is it just the Simpsons, Bob's Burgers, and then just a S- Seth MacFarlane? Then Seth hour? MacFarlane's yes, uh, as we've said before, his his different names for the same show. So yeah, I think, well, I think the Cleveland show's over now. I don't know who gives a shit. Um, so it's oh, okay. American dad and family guy, Bob's burgers and the Simpsons. So that's a, that's a block, right? That's two hours, eight to 10. So it's, it's, it's kind of admirable when you think of the, I mean, not admirable. It's kind of neat. The Fox is stuck with having this animation for so many years. I mean, they have the Simpsons, King of the Hill, which you didn't like, but it was pretty popular. And Futurama came from that. They they kind of screwed that around and they didn't treat it well because it was a good show. But it's it's neat that the Sunday night on Fox has turned into a, a place for interesting uh, animation to come out of. Yeah, and nobody else has been able to duplicate it. Um, no, they don't. They didn't try very well. I mean, they had that what was it, Cop Rock? Or no, that was a. Oh, you're the, thinking of Fish cop, Police. Fish Cop. Fish, yeah. fish Police. Which yeah, I think I wasn't. I never saw it. Wasn't our boy. Uh... Uh, Neil Patrick Harris on that? Didn't he have? Maybe I have not. no. I can't idea. remember. I don't know if he was, but I know Jack Nicholson was the star. Oh, of course. As he should have been. Uh, anytime you think talking fish, you think Jackie. Uh, I'm sure he did a bunch of here's Johnny jokes and uh, and waited they that's, get a load that's of pretty me. Much, that's that's all, actually all he did was here's Johnny jokes because the Batman was was act, not not uh, made yet. Oh. Wait, wait. Simpsons premiered 89, right? Uh, the series. Yeah. 89. So, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. I don't remember when the hell uh, Fish Police was. Neither does anybody it's else. After 89. It's definitely after 89, so Batman did come first. Yeah, that, that was my point. Uh, but I didn't did you really... used to watch Tracy Ullman back, back when it was on? I did. Um, people have always loved Tracy Ullman shows. I never really thought they were that great i could see that she has talent but like her her humor didn't didn't work didn't translate to me so well um i mean i got it but uh and and like i said she was talented but i never found her show particularly funny but i did like the simpsons bits on it when it was on i i can't remember if i liked i mean i know i watched it religiously so i must have liked it but i don't remember it it, there's nothing from it like i guess i was what twelve? So it was a long time ago. But so I watched it, but I don't remember anything specifically specifically from it to to like it. But I remember having a like a warm feeling about Tracy Ullman, thinking she was funny. I like. I mean, I like Tracy Ullman. Like I said, she's really good. And yeah, and uh, she's one of those people. Like I, I don't know. I get attracted to to uh, odd looking people. I guess is a way to, or you know, not Hollywood pretty looking people. So I would have like a crush on. I had a crush on Tracy Ullman and like Tony Collette and stuff. Um, yeah, and talented. And yeah, and talented for sure. Um, I know I shouldn't make it all about their looks, but yeah, I guess it, it had more to do with just their their personalities and stuff. Um, so yeah, I, it it wasn't a great. I don't think it's. I don't know. You can probably find it somewhere online. You can rewatch. I, I'm. It doesn't seem like something that, that would hold up to me. Uh, the Almost Tra- certainly, the you can Ullman find show. the Simpsons shorts. Yeah, and they don't hold up. Um, you know, for you, uh, so from the Tracy Ullman show, Dan Castellaneta, or however you pronounce his last name, plays Homer. And for years and years, I thought it was the other guy who was playing Homer, 
the other guy from Tracy Ullman's show who you probably remember best from King of the Hill, not King of the Hill, King of Queens, playing uh, uh, the boss. And that's oh, what right, I thought right. played Homer. Oh, you thought he was years. the one. <laughs> yeah. It was like, I don't remember where I saw him, and I was like, wait a minute, I got this all backwards. Because you knew it was one of the dudes from Tracy Ullman's show. Right, and I didn't know the voice their names, I just know the, right. you know, the so. faces. and Yeah. Uh, that's funny, dude. Um, cause he hasn't done anything. He does. He's Except not like a voice Queens. actor. Well, King of Queens. No. Or, no. Um, yeah. And I don't even, I can't even think of his name. Um, but the Simpsons, <laughs> how long have we been talking? We're not even, haven't even touched these episodes yet. Uh, Camp Krusty. Camp Krusty season four, episode one. So your thoughts, I ha- actually, hadn't seen this one for a long ass time but i've got i've got like seasons three through eight um on dvd so it was easy enough to whip it out well then it was it was great like i said i was it it struck me because i haven't watched like i i guess i've had in the background a simpsons episode from the early season but i haven't watched it closely in a long time it's just it really is crazy how many jokes they they stuff into the episode while still having a coherent story it's just like constant jokes like with homer with uh, i uh, remember what we promised the kids yep you're out of here when you're 18 that kind of joke is throughout the episode just sec- you know just it's all over the place it's awesome yeah yeah that's what did you notice who wrote this episode i didn't i didn't look it up uh, uh, um, Daniel Stern's brother, David Stern. David, uh, David Stern, yeah. Not the commissioner of basketball, but Daniel Stern's brother. Oh, good, because you know I was getting him confused with the commissioner of basketball for a second. I uh, know, so I, I, I'm always thinking of you. But thanks. he's written a couple other uh, good episodes. There's one guy who, who wrote like 10 million episodes. I can't remember his name. I don't know if he ever did anything else. Do you know who I'm talking about? That famous, the kind of semi-famous Simpsons writer? Conan O'Brien? No, he wrote like two episodes. Oh, and then he faded into obscurity, right? Uh, no, I don't know who you're thinking of. John Chris, Chris, Chris oh, I, have to, I have to look it up. Chris Falusi? Oh. Nobody, anyway. Nobody's interested in this. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's kind of the, what this show is all about. That's Nobody, true. John Schwartzwalder. Oh, yeah, no, don't know. I, oh, like well, I mean... He obviously went on to become governor, and then, uh, and then had to resign in scandal after he uh, had sex with his maid, and uh, and then his wife. Which isn't a crime, by the way. No, I don't. I don't know why he had to resign as governor over that, uh, except that uh, his wife Skeletor, I heard, put a curse on him. The, uh, yeah. So so Camp Krusty. Uh, this is the one, if you haven't seen it, where, uh, school's out and the kids, uh, well, Bart and Lisa and Milhouse is there. Well, basically all the kids from school are, are there looking, some of them looking different than they would later. Um, cause they still hadn't worked everything out by this, uh, season yeah, four episode Yeah, it's one. funny. Fourth season, they're still, and the voices aren't set yet. Yeah, either. Homer's voice is still like in between the old and new voice and yeah. Yeah. Um, they they go to Camp Krusty, and it turns out to be a uh, a hellish nightmare, um, where with Jimbo and Kearney and uh, Nelson was it? Was it, were those the? Three? I don't think Nelson was there. No, Nelson was. I don't think Nelson. 
Nelson wasn't there, but yeah, there's the, the bullies, bullies are were the counselors. The counselors and and they they have to eat gruel and uh, Martin's there in fat camp. And uh, Viv pointed out in this episode, uh, I don't think I've ever seen Martin's parents before, but they were there, uh, wish, uh, saying goodbye to him at the bus. Um, anyway, it's uh, they they re- the kids rebel and take it over, and Krusty comes down and to make amends and uh, they all end up going to Tijuana. But there there were it's a it's an okay episode from for a season. I know what you're saying about like the level of jokes, but um I think there were better ones from that time period, but Oh yeah, the, the next episode is Streetcar Names March, which is an oh, awesome shit. episode. There you go, really yeah. Episode. Yeah. And Mr. Plows from that season. Yeah, there's lots of there's lots of great stuff, but I'm just saying that it's the gags go over, you know, it's like you watch a, sitcom, a standard sitcom, you'll get a joke once every five minutes, but here it's once every ten seconds. It's just phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, and a couple of them made me laugh um, with Marge and Homer sitting out um, having a picnic or whatever in the backyard, and she says, Homer, we're going to miss the fireworks, and he says, we've got all the fireworks we need right here, and then he opens up a box of fireworks. That that kind of thing always gets me. It's like so corny, but... Uh, funny as hell um and all right and it is 57 years later jesus christ we had some more network problems uh anyway yeah that that simpsons joke made me laugh did that sound like that was at all uh smooth probably not <laughs> i don't remember the simpsons joke oh the fireworks yeah it was funny that's that's the kind of simpsons the classic simpsons joke where it's the the changing your expectations of what they're going to say it's always funny yeah, yeah, and uh, and th- well, another thing about, I guess this was, this was right around the time the focus stopped being so much on Bart and was more on started to get more on Homer, right, right, because um, uh, like you said, Mister Plow was the scene, and the even the previous season, third season had uh, one of my favorite episodes, uh, which was about my least favorite subject, baseball. Um, Oh, that's a great uh, episode, yeah. Uh, and that's a that's kind of a Homer. That's I think that's before they switched though, because Homer's kind of he's not stupid there. He's good at softball, and he just kind kind of gets screwed over by Mister Burns. And he gets angry about it, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, your thoughts on this episode, Pat? Uh, I know you, we talked about the uh, the joke a minute thing and everything, but I mean just the the basics of the the plot and stuff. Um, it was fun. I mean, they took. They took so much from all kinds of literature and movies and stuff, and it, it was fun. It wasn't the the best plot, but it was it was enough hanging there for jokes that I liked it. Yeah, they had they had Lord of the Flies thrown in there. Um, ben Hur. Uh, there's a lot in there. I forget what else, but that's the two big ones, I guess. Yeah, Showgirls. Yeah, well, I, I think they tried to put Showgirls into everything. As well, they should. As everybody should. Um, and it's funny they were referencing Showgirls before Showgirls was made. Oh, were they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So they were ahead of their time. This is back in the days when uh, they had Arnold Schwarzenegger writing for them, as we were saying. Uh, so, so the world was their oyster, really. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a decent enough episode. I would. I mean. We're doing this, we're going to try to do this, I think, uh, we've talked about for a little while where we're going to compare, like, the the first episode of an old show with uh, the first episode of 
a new show, or at least the new season of a new show, since it's right. it's fall yeah. TV season now. The shows we like, so Bob's Burgers, right. maybe a Parks and Recreation, like that kind of thing. And then at the end of this season, we'll do the same. So I, I think that's going to be pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, and judging from having watched the uh, the fall new fall shows, there might not be a lot left uh, for us to do it with. Uh, at least of the well, new I'm, batch, but I'm just talking about the shows we like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, a yeah. lot of these new shows are not going to last. We'll have a bonus episode about that. But if you're a big fan of Lucky Seven, apparently uh, you have some disappointment, haven't you? I'm I'm sure there have been headlines already. Unlucky Seven. I haven't seen any, but the show got canceled. So I'm I'm just assuming. I've I know how uh, entertainment news writers do their thing. So. Uh, yeah, it was it. This it was a very solid episode. Not the greatest. There's the everybody's got got their favorites, uh, and you know what they are. Um, but but this but, episode did have some stuff that people reference a lot, like the they're all this. It's the end of school, so all the kids are running out of schools and running out of schools, and the teacher comes out and says, "Wait, wait! I didn't tell you what happened with the end of World War Two." And then they every, all the kids turn and we won, and they start chanting USA. And that's that's a joke I hear people talk about a lot. Yeah, but, USA. You, yeah. The you mean the we won part I know but yeah yeah no I just mean the fact that the, the, this teacher is still teaching stuff the last day of school the, and stops the kids that's that's what I mean the last I mean, second people, after the bell rings yeah right I mean people not the not the USA thing just the people talk it's a joke that people reference a lot they took oh that was funny when the Simpsons did that that's what I mean yeah that's, well it, this was uh shit what what this was ninety two right uh, mm. that this aired so this was still I mean this was basically pre internet pre-internet as we know it now for sure um, and this is before the simpsons were they were still big but i think it's bef- i'm not sure about this i guess we should do research like we to like like we not like we not like to do but i think it's like before we they, don't be like to be doing I, it, I think it's before they put it on thursday nights so it's still it was still the the, the fox was only on weekends sunday night yeah with with uh married with children 20 on jump street uh simpsons yeah i don't yeah i don't know um I don't know. Yeah, I don't know when they made what season they made the move to uh, when Fox expanded. But but this was it was uh, probably the next season. Yeah, this was the era of Fox, ABC, NBC, CBS. Um, as far as as far as shows uh, with original content, uh, dramas and comedies, that that was it. That was all you had. You'd uh, have you'd have like a couple things. Like Gary Shandling had the the show on Showtime, and then sure, had Showtime and. HBO had yep. Dream On and shit. Yeah, a, a thing here or there. They had a some kind of football show on on HBO. And, but yeah, for the most part, people were just watching over over the air networks. Yeah, so so The Simpsons, I think, had a lot more cultural impact, uh, or, or had a massive cultural impact. It still has cultural impact, I guess. Uh, but but at the time, oh yeah, I mean, there's lots of stuff. I mean, I, I'm sure there's there's essays after essays written about how how, how much the Simpsons have entered in the culture. I, th- I think people use cromulent as a real word. Oh yeah, they do. And and you know it was a big deal when dough got put in the Oxford English Dictionary. And uh, yeah, no, it's it's for sure. This I this I, all I'm saying is this wouldn't be the episode to hang its reputation on if you if you had to pick just one. Uh, no, yeah. But still solid from the from the golden age of the Simpsons. Um, I don't even know what age they're in now. The uh, uh, the recycled aluminum age, I guess. 
But uh, I, that brings us to Bob's Burgers, which uh, I I was like you, I think, for a while where I would I would catch it, you know, when it was on and whatever. But now then I just finally I, I saw enough episodes uh, in the first season or two where I was like, oh, shit, this really makes me laugh that I just decided to get a season pass for it and record every episode. So I, I have been watching them all. Um, from at least at least third season on, uh, but I think second season I've had a season pass. So I really enjoy this show, um, and this episode also was about going out into the woods uh, hunting, camping. Yes, camping. Yeah, this time the whole family went. Right to make up for Tina. I don't know. Tina fucks something up uh, with, with her whatever their version of the Girl Scouts. Their version is. of the Girl. Yeah, and there there's a nice. Uh, there's a nice speech in there where they're railing against the Girl Scouts because they got some literature from some uh, paranoid survivalists uh, that I thought was funny. I, I think this this show is is like I said the one to watch on Sunday nights on Fox. Uh, it's the funniest. The one thing that I have issue with with this show, and they did it in this episode too, is the potty uh, humor. yeah the potty yeah. humor uh, that I think they rely on a little too much sometimes, and I don't think they need to because it's it's such a smart show in other ways. Um, but I also understand when you're competing with uh, Family Guy and whatever the fuck else uh, that idiot's doing um, that's still on American Dad that that you've got to try to reel in some of their audience too, because uh, I, I don't imagine, I mean, I guess there's crossover just from people who sit down like slugs and, and uh, watch the whole night in a, in a blur. In but a, I, I imagine that they, they, they also, the writers probably also like those jokes. It's not just, yeah, I think, no, I mean, but, but they're so easy. They're such yeah. easy jokes and this doesn't always go with the easy jokes the way no, it doesn't say family guy does. Uh, so yeah, it and this one, I mean, it was it was a diarrhea joke in this episode, um, but that actually had something to do with the plot. Um, so it it was okay, but but it's not the only example, you know. Uh, that that's my only complaint about the show. Otherwise, uh, I, I think it's really well written and well acted. Uh, I think it's hilarious that they have men play most of the women's parts. Um, I don't know. Yeah, and, and their voices are really funny and. The guy who created it, uh, Lauren Bucard, I don't know how to say it, but he originally worked on home movies with Brendan Small, which was a really funny show. It wasn't on nearly long enough. And that also had H. John Benjamin. And that's the first place, in, until Bob's Burgers, the only place I had encountered him. And he is a really, really funny voice actor. Well, yeah, he does Archer as well. Oh, right. Another funny uh, funny animated show. Real, that's much more adult than Bob's Burgers. Really funny. Do you watch that? No. See, that was <laughs> that was... I watched like the first episode, which I know isn't fair, and it, it it was a lot of the same thing, like definitely total sexual and potty jokes. Yeah, um, that, yeah, it, it it's off it's off the edge, it, but it it I think it had there's some intelligent humor in it by being so stupid, but yeah, I can see especially the first give it a little more of a chance. I I think it is pretty funny, but anyway, he he does a good job as a voice actor. I I, I know he's a stand up comic too, but he, in home movies he played a really idiotic. Um, teacher, or not teacher, but soccer coach for the the star of that show. And before that, he was in Science Court, and he was really funny in that. So I like him a lot. He's funny, and he's a big part of that cast. And Kristen Schaal, Schaal is really funny. So yeah, it's a, a very funny cast. Eugene Merman, obviously another... 
And who's is E.G. Merman do? Uh, who does who does he play? He's the son. Jesus. Oh, okay, I wasn't sure if if he was one of the if he was the mother or the sister. Dude, I think your uh, I think your uh, alien insect was trying to get out. I heard some like wailing feedback on your last. <laughs> Stay in, alien insect. That's what happens when you meet Dick Cheney in person, or even go near him. He just his ovipositor jams itself into you, and there you go. You're if he doesn't shoot you, you're giving birth to a Geiger baby. Geiger, Geiger. I don't know, but that's some that's some good 1990s humor. Thanks. Early 2000s. We we still hate Dick Cheney on this uh, program. His uh, his policies are ha, still continue to fuck this country over. So I, I think surprise he's not dead. Well, he's undead. That's true. Um. Yeah. You, what, what did you think of of this episode? So so they go out to the woods, and uh, of course the the parents get lost, uh, which was also reminiscent of. An earlier, uh, earlier season, maybe first season Simpsons thing, where they uh, get carried away by the current. Oh, right. is that the one with the Quidgy Boo? Yeah, yeah, Quidgy Boo. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, that's true. I didn't think of that watching the episode. That's, that's. I didn't. Uh, I didn't think it was a great episode. I like just, just like with Cam Krusty, where I wouldn't say for someone who's never seen Bob's Burgers, this is not the episode I would want them to watch. No. But it was, it was very funny. Yeah, it had, it had funny parts. I, I agree with you. I wouldn't be the one for me either but it's it's still uh better than better than a lot of the stuff out there uh i think what what i usually like about bob's burgers that this didn't have because it was just the family is the the, the play with ever like the the guys that come into the the, the, the burger place yeah and the, the landlord and the the guy he's in a feud with across the street and you know all all the ancillary characters make it funny so this was this had the the neighbors who were also camping the the crazy can the crazy uh, what, what are they survivalist, called survivalist yeah. survivalist but other than that in the park ranger but other than that you didn't have as much but yeah well i that's another thing i like about bob's burgers on um, that that whole park ranger scene they they do go uh they're not afraid to go just weird with shit yeah and, yeah. and kind of creepy like slightly off in a way um, I don't. You you'll know what if you if you watch the show. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. But but uh, you should watch it and and find out for yourself if you don't. But um, yeah. And well, let's let's not forget uh, Andy Kindler, who is the what's his name, Mort, the mortician next door. Right. Yeah. Bosberger is another great character. Another and one of my favorite stand-ups. Um, yeah. No. It's it's got a very it's got a great cast. It's got really good writing, except for you know my my problem with it which might not be a problem for you um in which case crank up that van halen dude and watch some bob's burgers and it's uh one of the people who helped turn it into a show was uh, one of the head writers on king of the hill so it has that kind of animation passed down to jim daltrey who who had a character named after him in king of the hill i think his name is roger daltrey i'm sorry yeah uh Oh really? I did. I didn't know that. Yeah, I like. I like this style of animation as well. Yeah, I don't know what it, it's different than than home movies was. Did you watch home movies? I didn't. I'm not even aware of home movies. But if uh, John Benjamin was on it, I should. I'm gonna check it out. You should check it out. It's about a kid who likes to make movies. So that's what the the, the title comes from. And he and his classmates. Oh, I think that's movies. called the Goldbergs. Ah, I'm sorry. 
That, yeah. now, the Goldbergs is a remake, a live action version of home movies. Oh, okay. Well, what was it on? Was it on like MTV or something? I think originally, at, at either the, the was was the Warner Brother network was there like CW was two different channels. Oh, yeah, it was, it was the Warner... WB and yeah. And one of those channels channels had an animation block, and none of them lasted, so they all went to Adult Swim, and so it was on Adult or not a Cartoon Network, and it was on Cartoon Network for a while. Oh. it was good. Um, there's some. Oh, Paul Poundstone was played the the main character's mother for a couple seasons, and then she had her trouble, so she was gone. And then. Uh, you know what I say about her though. But her trouble went away. Like people didn't care as much, so she came back, which I thought was kind of funny. Well, ahead, what did you say I, about I her? mean, in my opinion, she can go pound stone. I apologize to everybody. I don't know if she ever heard that. Clu- I, well, I just made it up. I don't see how she could have. So, so I'm saying you should tweet her that, and maybe she'll give you some kind of, uh, like she'll thank you in her autobiography. Oh, yeah, her, her uh, autobiography. I'm not a man! No, that's mean. Uh, what, her autobiography... Uh, I'll, I'll, I don't have Tourette. No, it wasn't Tourette. I don't have cerebral palsy. I don't have cerebral palsy. That's good. Now we're picking on Paula Poundstone for absolutely no reason. I think she's pretty funny. I forget what her trouble was. And I, I can't remember if it turned out she was really a bad person or if it was just overblown. But whatever. She was, she was in home movies. which I think was she was thing. asexual. I think that, like, I remember reading something about her talking about that. Uh, but she had trouble. Like, she had a, a, a foster child that accused her of something or something. Oh, no shit. But that's what it was. But apparently, whatever it was, wasn't so bad because they brought her back on the show. Oh well, foster child accuser. That foster child is probably getting her confused with the nanny because uh, she living out there in Vegas doing fifty-seven shows a day. I, I doubt she she even spends any time with that foster kid. What's the name of the woman who played the nanny? Fran Drescher. Fran Drescher. Or she's pretty oh, funny. Oh, that Roger Daltrey. That's show, Patrick Daltrey. It's it's a good man. But uh, Friend Drescher, I the show The Nanny was kind of awful, but I've seen her talk, and she's she's kind of funny. So I feel bad that she's, she made such a bad show. Made such a bad... Well, she was in Spinal Tap, which we talked about uh, yeah. before. So, and that's the sum total of my knowledge on Fran Drescher, although I did at least know her name. More than I did. Yeah, uh, Bob's Burgers, I, I like the voice actors. I especially like uh, Tina. I think Tina's my favorite character. Oh, by far, yeah. Yeah. Because she's such like, she she's such a weird combination of like, absolutely no self confidence whatsoever, um, and mopey. But then she also like gets really excited about certain things in her own way. Um, she gets and and then she like is really, really inappropriate a lot of times. Yeah. Like she writes erotica and stuff about her classmates. So I actually got the characters' names confused. She's she's not. I thought I thought Tina was the the smallest. No, that's I that Louise. Was, I thought Louise was the the one that you're talking about, who is very funny, but I think Tina's my favorite because she's kind of crazy. So wait, you agree with me? I disagree. I think Louise you're... Louise is my favorite. Oh, okay, you, you gotta yeah, you gotta get your character names straight. Sorry, we're, gonna, we're befuzzling everybody right now. But yeah. no, Tina Tina's character is really funny, and what they do with her obsession with the neighbor neighbor's son or whoever, it's always a different obsession. But she's very funny. Yeah. Like, I love her. I I guess I relate to her the most. Um, but they're all good, and and it's uh for for an animated show. I think we I think of a bonus episode. The last one we talked about uh their axe cop and that that terrible show that comes after it that I still 
I'm not gonna bother to look up because it's so bad. Uh, but I think Bob's Burgers is is my favorite. Uh, my favorite of all the the network that are that are running right now. Cartoon shows that are running now. I mean, the I'm sure um, I don't have cable as we've discussed many 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 times. I'm sure uh, Adult Swim has some great stuff. Although they've been going a lot more live action too, right? Yeah, and I don't I don't think Adult Swim's cartoons were ever really that good except for stuff they got elsewhere like home movies. It's like the, the robot chicken's pretty funny, but a little of that goes a long way. Yeah, and same with uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Although I do, yeah, it's I funny. Do enjoy that. Um, yeah, the uh, I just thought of something else. We we're talking about the potty humor, and I don't like the potty humor so much when it's any other character. But the Gene stuff, where he's obsessed with farts, does make me laugh. Like he has that, that keyboard where it makes it make a fart noise, and that's that's really funny. So that that potty humor is funny in the show. Yeah, and he's that age that it it fits anyway. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, there, it's a, it's a really good series. Um, and and all the, I mean, we talked about, uh, Tina and her, her interesting character, but all of them have these really fun quirks like Gene with, with the fact that he's talented at the keyboard and he's obsessed with eating and he, he's just, he's, he's a fun little character and they all have those little things going for them. I think the, the boring, the most boring character would probably be the mother. She doesn't have his much fun things going on for her she's not the stuff they have for her is not as fun but she's funny she gets off some good stuff too um yeah but like, if, if i were to choose who to shoot into the moon and off the show i'd choose her okay yeah i mean i, I could see that she uh but you know when she gets some wine in her she's uh <laughs> she lets it loose i mean bob's not really the most demonstrative per he's kind of uh he's kind of an emotional uh he something's happened to him to where he can't really express his emotions right yeah uh, um he's more far more emotionally distant than the others he just gets more more to do i think in the in the storylines uh which is why you, you probably prefer him to to uh the wife linda but uh they're all yeah that's all they're all good and all the actors are good the show is really funny um so you know watch it motherfuckers no i like i said i don't think i've seen all the episodes i've seen a lot of them but if i were to send someone to watch i think i'd send them to watch that halloween episode where they <clears throat> the kids go to they want to get better better uh classic candy for better halloween. classic candy so they go to this island that's it's that's a rich island and they they start trick-or-treating there and they get into some kind of feud with the, the locals and then bob and uh linda are at a, a costume party and i, I does a bird die Something I, like that. Yeah, or a hamster or something. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's just very, very funny. Both both stories are very funny. Yeah, that's the one to watch, I, I think, too. Season 3, the Halloween episode. And or, appropriate for this time of year. And Yeah, extremely appropriate. And there's also uh, one where they go to they go to Florida. Uh, I haven't seen that visit, one. To visit Linda's parents, I think it is. Yeah, that's also season 3, very good. Uh, so that's that's our recommendations. Um, I guess Another good one is that dinner theater episode. But we can go on. Yeah, just just I mean they're they're available. Go, go watch them. Yeah, uh, they're on Netflix. They're on Hulu. You'll they're find on, out if you like them. Uh, they show them every Sunday. The uh, so the next episode in keeping with this theme, I think we're done, right? Talking about Bob's Burgers and yeah. Simpsons. I mean, there's yeah. not a lot to, ton to say. Um, uh, Twenty-two minute shows. Yeah, so. the next one's going to be uh, Twin Peaks, the pilot episode uh, versus. Season four of Revenge, uh, see, uh, episode season three. one. Season, season three. Season three, I'm sorry. Yeah, of Revenge. Uh, 
so the first episode of season three of Revenge, which just aired last week, uh, two weeks ago when you hear this. No, last week, really, when you hear this. We're doing this one late. Um, I'm not actually sure when you're going to hear it. So I'm not going to speak for the people. They might they might take next month and listen to it. That's true, as is their prerogative. And uh, really, what they should be doing, because there's far more important things in life than listen to this the second it comes out. And uh, so we got some famous person uh, fan mail today. Yeah, yeah, tell them about it, Pat. I, I, that's That was very exciting. The director of Vegas and Space wrote to us to tell us that he, he listened to our podcast that was about Vegas and Space and Girls Will Be Girls. And they and he asked us to forward the email to Michael Morris, who was very insightful and incisive in his take on the film. So that's pretty exciting that he that he listened and yeah, Philip decided Ford, to write. And he should. has a he has a blog that we are going to link on our Facebook at some point this week where he does the making of Vegas and Space. Vegasandspace.blogspot.com. Yeah, go check and, that out. Uh, uh, Philip Ford, uh, Philip R. Ford, we... When we were doing it, we were all struggling to remember his name. I I remember when we were actually doing the podcast. Uh, so let's let's give him put his real name out there for people, uh, so he get his due. And hopefully, uh, H. John Benjamin will listen to this episode and write us next. And and uh, yeah, maybe uh, maybe he'll invite us down to the Fox lot for some conjugal visits. That's a definite. Yeah, that, there's no maybe about that. H. John Benjamin. I'll I'll put on my best dress for you. Uh, yeah. As I said, we're both a little we're both a little off tonight, a little out of it. Um, and our technical difficulties didn't help. They did not help at all, because now I'm just uh, annoyed with the universe. I mean, I always am, uh, more so. So uh, th- this is probably deadly dull. I can't tell. Um, I think it's terrific. The I'm, best thing anyone's ever listened to. I try to. I, I'm I'm pretty heavily uh, narcotized. But you got any uh, exciting news, Pat? Other than you, know, other than the exciting news of Vegas and Space director writing us. No. Do you have any exciting news? I probably do, and I'm. It's not really coming to me right now. Oh, well, uh, we didn't do uh, This Week in Hannah Montana. So This Week in Hannah Montana, tonight, actually, uh, when we're recording this, it'll have already happened when you see it, she's going to be on Saturday Night Live. So that should make for a good segment next week for This Week in uh, Hannah Montana. But Also This Week in Hannah Montana, Sinead O'Connor wrote her an open letter, and, and Hannah Montana replied by saying, can't write back, too busy. Uh, re- rehearsing for my episode of SNL this week where I host and perform. Oh, so that was like a slam because because Sinead is banned from SNL, huh? Oh, I didn't think of that. I thought it was a slam because she was saying I hosted, not just performed. But yeah, I guess she was banned for that pope-ripping pope incident. And also a slam because I'm working just in general, <laughs> I guess. Uh, well, she already slammed her earlier, so you didn't see any of this. Sinead I, O'Connor... No, I saw the Sinead O'Connor uh, letter and fucking yahoo news why did i read it there but it it was you know it gave the gist of Sinead's letter and then it said in response miley tweeted and it was just blank it, uh, there was no uh, i don't know well, if they had she, some problem she tweeted so. be, the first thing she tweeted was she took a bunch of bunch of stuff uh from a couple of years ago where Sinead o'connor apparently was having some kind of mental breakdown and she tweeted I need help. Can anyone give me the number for the, the Dublin Mental Health Service? I need help. I, so it was like 10 tweets in a row from like, I think it was from like 2011. And she, she 
she retweeted all those and then said, looks like you're having an Amanda Bynes moment. To, that was her response to the open letter. Wait, Miley Cyrus said yes, that? Yes, that was her first response. So that was, That's and this uh, this all came about because Hannah Montana had said someone asked who do you, who do you look oh, we're we're talking they were talking about that wrecking ball video or yeah yeah and she said well I, I based it on Sinead O'Connor's video I, or I was really inspired by that video right nothing so, compares to you so apparently Sinead O'Connor was getting lots of calls and she decided to respond by doing that open letter and I don't I I don't know I don't really have an opinion on the open letter I I don't I don't know why she'd bother but I guess she just wanted to get her name out there. Or, also, the things she said were probably good. Yeah, probably it was probably good advice. Um, not really advice that a twenty-one-year-old is going to listen to. And not really when they're making need, a fuckload of money. If you're going to say something, that do you really need to put in an open letter? So it's it's as much about you as about is about it, her. But exactly, yes, yes. Um, she could have just emailed her privately. I'm sure she could have gotten through to her somehow. Directly. Directly, but yeah. Um, no, Sinead O'Connor. Well, Sinead O'Connor is has done many things that made it about her um yeah i found one time when i was working in dc i found an address book with Sinead o'connor it, well i don't know if it really was but it was an address book and Sinead o'connor was one of the listings with a phone number in dublin i never had the guts to call because i had no idea what i'd say what do you know what year approximately it was 97 oh no, oh oh she probably she probably uh had it, moved out of that place by then no, I mean, there was a, a Karen address book when I found it. Oh, you mean now? If I called it now? Yeah, yeah. No, I, at the time, I thought about calling it, and I was like, I don't really know her music very well. I don't know why I'd call. And by 97, she was kind of not famous not anymore. Not famous, so I, yeah. She I probably would have chatted. probably answered the phone, yeah. She, you probably wouldn't have been able to get her to shut up. <laughs> yeah. All she, right, Sisters of Magdalene, they're terrible. Okay, okay, goodbye. Yeah, the, the music industry will spit you up and chew you out. They don't care about you, Patrick. <laughs> Like, I'm not in the music industry, Sinead, but thank you. The Pope's the devil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bye-bye. Well, yeah, the news to nobody. Anyway, you, you're preaching to the choir. Look, Patrick Riccardi. Come on, there's no Catholicism there. Um, yeah, that's very. That's much better this week in Miley Cyrus. Or, damn, Hannah Montana. Let's not, let's not let that facade slip. Write us at popculturecontinuum at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Rate us highly on iTunes. And uh, fuck us in the Conjugal Visit trailer if you are H. John Benjamin on the Fox lot after this episode. Yes. Oh, yeah. All of the, all of that and more. Um, I I apologize. I'm I'm not. Yeah, I'm not on my game tonight. So uh, I I'm getting ready to just cut this motherfucker off. What do you think? I think we're ready. I think. We've never been so ready in our lives, Pat. If ever, if ever there's been a time to cut the podcast short, now this is the time. would be that time. <laughs> so, without further ado, let me just say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye.